there are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on High FM, on a beautiful Erev Shabbos Kodesh. A little bit warm here in Johannesburg, but it's such a beautiful time. We're right in the middle of Chag Asukos, according to many, it's the best Chag of the, of the year, and I hope you are certainly enjoying yourself the opportunity to sit in the sukkah, to spend time with family, to spend time relaxing for those, even those who are having to work during this week. It's still a bit of time to come home and sit with the family at, at night and, and kind of really revel in the, in the joy of the special time that sukkot is and, you know, kind of after a shani and kippah and the difficult and the hard work and, and the, in the stress that those Contain sukkahs is a little bit of a breather, a little bit of a time to really, and it is man some chasen. It's a time to rejoice, a time to feel <coughs> the 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 joy, to feel the closeness to to our kaddish baruch. Perhaps let's let's share just an idea on on sukkahs before going on to our normal hilchas uh, yomtiv. So the <coughs> the all the the most fa- famous and and oft asked question about Sukkot is obviously the issue of why, in fact, we celebrate Sukkot in the month of, of Tishrei. It really should have been in the month of, of Nisan. It comes sort of uh, part and parcel with, with the exodus from Egypt. <coughs> the Torah gives, in fact, for the Yom Tov of Sukkot is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu took you out of Mitzrayim in Sukkot, which, of course, refers to the Seven clouds of glory, the, the Anane HaKovad, one of which was the, actually the Gilu Shkin, the revelation of Shkin that led us, that, uh, that directed us, and, and the others were the protection and, and, and direction through, through the, uh, through the deserts. And Kleisho merited to have these clouds immediately when they, when they left Mitzrayim. <coughs> Therefore, the question is, why does the comment, why does the commemoration of those clouds of glory, why is that fixed in, in the month that really doesn't kind of align itself with that, with that celebration and, uh, and which really appeared in, in, uh, in Nissan? So there's a famous commentary of the, of the Vilnagon who answers that the clouds representing the Yom Tov of Sukkot were actually first revealed on the 15th day of, of Tishrei. It's true that initially there were clouds that appeared at Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. However, because the Jewish nation were guilty of the sin of the Chet of the Egel Azahav of the Golden Calf, those clouds went away. And in fact, the day after Moshe Abenu descended from Hasinai with the second Luchas, which was the day after Yom, Yom Kippur. So he announced to all of Klaiso the command to build the Mishkan and the, therefore the necessity for everybody to bring whatever donations they could to, to, uh, 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 be able to amass a sufficient amount of building material to be able to build the Mishkan. And Torah tells us that for two days, 
they brought the materials to Moshe, and as I said, it was the most successful fundraising drive ever undertaken. After two days, Moshe Rabbeinu said, please stop, we don't need any anymore. <clears throat> On the 14th day, all the craftsmen and the artisans took all the materials to Moshe after they had weighed them and written written them down. And on the 15th day, they actually began uh, 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 to work. They began the construction of the Mishkan. And on that very same day, the clouds, the clouds came back, but with a qualitative upgrade from what they had been before. One of the difference was that before when they appeared at Yitzhak time, that in the, in the initial clouds, not everyone actually merited to see the clouds. In contrast to the time when they returned on Sukkot, where it says that everyone uh, 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 appeared. And what was the zchus, what was the merit that made them reappear? So the Chazal said that it was because of Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah on our behalf. Moshe was told by HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Klai Yisrael are going to sin. And because of this, Hashem will no longer want to be amongst them. Instead, he's going to send a Malach who's going to lead them, who's going to protect them and bring them to, uh, to Eretz Yisrael. However, after the Chet of the Egel, Moshe was spent 40 days on Hasinai pleading for the Bnei Yisrael and pleading with Hashem not to send a Malach instead of himself to protect and, and lead and lead Kleisel. As we're gonna lane tomorrow in Lane for Shabbos Khamoid, Haloi Belechtacha Imano. We want that my Shabin my says, we want that you <coughs> should go with us. But that wasn't that wasn't all that Moshe did. Moshe went even further and he davened for an even greater and more intimate relationship than just Belechtachaimano. But Moshe Benu was, I want you to forgive Kleiso such a lever, to such a, 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 a level, and I want you to live Bekirbenu. I want you to live in our, in our, in our midst. And this second request was actually granted and guaranteed with a bris. Moshe made a bris with a Kleiso which can never, ever be annulled, even if we do our virus over and over again. This revelation, this closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, was brought to Klai's recognition when the clouds and the Shekhinah returned with this kind of upgrade of, of the bris that now existed, and that specifically happened on the first day of Sukkot, on the 15th day of Tishu. It was this almost spectacular type of event that established for us the Yom Tov of, of, of Sukkot, which commemorates as the going, the return of, of the Anania covet and, and not their initial, not their initial coming to, to Kaisa. And this is in fact why the mitzvah of Sukkah follows directly upon the mitzvah of Yom Kippur, as in fact the Yorach Hashulchan in Simon Tafresh Kafei writes that we are commanded to sit in the, where he calls it, in the holy, pure shade of Hashem and recognize 
that even after we do Averis, Hashem still loves us and He watches over us to protect us from all types of tzoros, from all evil uh, uh, intentions of, of of our enemy. And He is like our He is like our schach. He is like our protection. And uh, interestingly, these these uh, different levels of our Kodesh Baruch's relationship with Klai Yisrael after the Chet of the Ego are actually, we find them in, in, in the words Amalek. First of all, the original idea was that a Malach would go uh, with us and then then Moshe Rabbein upgraded that and said, no, please, belechtachimon, we don't want the Malach, we want you and then we want Bikibed, we want you in our in our midst, which is the acronym of the name of the name uh, Amalek, and this is, in fact, Amalek's sole ambition is to kind of uproot any level of a relationship that Klaiso can have with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. According to the Sforim, so we know that uh, that uh, Amalek weakened uh, a Klaiso's commitment. They, they weakened our commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by attacking them when they left Mitzrayim. And therefore, that is in fact what led to them making making the, the, the ego. And the, in fact, the words Sukkah and the word Malach have in fact the same gematria. And it makes sense according to what we're, what we're saying. We can understand that the Yom Tov of Sukkahs to such a, a degree kind of improved and upgraded our relationship with our Kaddish Baruch Hu. and the guidance that we get from the Rabbani Shalom, from the level of a Malach to the maximum of our Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence, which is Bikir Beinu and our Kaddish Baruch Hu, is, is likened to being our Schach. He's actually so close, so close to us. So now that we understand a little bit of the Yom Tov of Sukkot, according to the to the Goyim's vote. So now let's let's go back, and and let's spend a moment and think about the the Yom Noraim, which we just finished, and that begins with Yom with Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah we know is called Bakesa, the Yom Chagenu Tikkun Bachodesh Shofar Bakesa, the Yom Chagenu, and the words the word Kesa, which is which is uh, 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 hidden. That could refer even to the, those people amongst us who, who all they have is that little bit, that pintle yit, and, and where Akadosh Baruch Hu is, 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 is there, but almost, almost invisible. And even though for these people, the, their connection and the relationship to Akadosh Baruch Hu usually <coughs> remains hidden, they're quite involved and they're quite kind of uh, preoccupied with this world and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's relationship with them isn't something they put effort into. But when it comes Rosh Hashanah and particularly the, the, the blowing of the Shafer, it's uh, 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 the reason why, why, why uh, Rosh Hashanah is called Yom Teruah, Teruah besides mean blowing, also comes from the word Reyat, creates a relationship, it creates a friendship between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And sort of corresponding to this reality of realizing 
that we are Hakadosh Baruch Hu's children, as we say, Bonim Atem Lashem. We are Hakadosh Baruch Hu's children. So therefore, immediately, right after, what's the first thing we say after we finish the first thirty Shofar blasts? We say Ashrei Ha'Om Yoidei Sura. Fortunate is the people who know the message, the secrets <coughs> of the Shofar blowing. That the shofar has the power to bring out our kind of our renewed resolve to follow the derech Hashem and 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 to follow the light and and the teachings of 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 the Rebbeinu Shlom. And even even Bilam, when Bilam said Nevoah about the Klaiso, so he he refers to this very very deep bond that a that a Jew has. With Hakadosh Baruch Hu, when he says the words "Lahibit Avim BiYakov," Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't see any any uh, uh, any averus. Vulayra Amo Bisho, he doesn't see our things. Why? Hashem Elekov Yimoy Usruas Merach Usruas Merach Boy, because Hakadosh Baruch Hu can see our, our our essential connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu that we have with with our King. With that king, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and when we hear the sounds of of the shofar, which awakens, it's it's a wake up call to our neshamas inside of us, and we're makabel upon ourselves, the Olam Shemayim, we accept upon ourselves the kingdom of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and we do it with sincerity, we do it because we really mean it, because we become conscious of our true internal essence, then the bakesa, the hidden. Including the words that 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 then becomes becomes a, a, a connection a, a connection and a relationship between us and uh, and and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The truth is, before we recite, before we blow the shofar, one psukim, we say is Allah Lakim Bisrua that we're bringing out the Elakim, the, the the godliness that dwells inside each of us. With, with a blowing, with a blowing of a shofar. And that causes HaKadosh Baruch Hu to get off the throne of, of Din and instead sit on the throne of Rachum. That's Shat Loi Hibit Oven Biyakum. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't see the negative because in essence we're closely connected to, to the HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And again, what did we do? How did we, how it was Zaycha that the Shkina should dwell amongst us uh, uh, unconditionally, and the answer is that comes from the Yom Tov of, of, of Sukkot, as we explained. And in fact, it's it's remarkable to to realize that if we take the word, this again going back to Hashanah, to this word Bakese, so it's it's the same words if you script them as 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 Basukah. You know, it's this bris that Hakadosh Baruch Hu made with Klaiso to unconditionally dwell within the Yid. That bris was completed, that bris was, I guess you could say, consummated on, on Sukkot with the return of the upgraded level of the Ananya covet. It's therefore, that's why they share the same, the same, the same letters, even, even more so. The, the partial understanding of the word, so he said is actually referring to Sukkot, which Chazal simply call Chag, in 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 the Gemara, it's often just called the word the word uh, uh, Chag, and and the word Kese also means 
a, a kind of a, 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 a preparation. So therefore, the Pasuk is actually teaching us that when we blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, which is the Yom Teruah, it's a day of coming together, it's a day of unifying ourselves with, with our Kaddish Baruch Hu, so that's already preparing us for all the events of, of Chag, of Chag Asukas and, and the bris that Hashem made that He's always going to live. And, and the, the, the Egel in the title we know is called Egel Masecha. And Rashi, in his, uh, in his first shot there says the word Masecha means metal, but in the second shot, he brings the, the remes that Masecha is the gematria of 125, which is the number 125 measurements of gold that were used in the making of the Egel. And perhaps we could add one more thing, and that is the almost the silver lining from the chait of the eagle was this bris of that he himself, without any medium, without any intermediary, will always dwell within Am Yisrael as portrayed by this yamtav of of sukkahs. That's the that's the the sukkah, and and from the chait, maybe maybe in, from the chait of the eagle, we will zayche, we will zayche to that. We'll be back in a moment with some words of halacha on Hilchas Yamtiv. This is 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milachot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, we're back on your radio on this era of Shabbos Kedish. Shabbos Cholomoyed Sukkot, very, very special, very unique Shabbos. The times you need to know for this Shabbos are the latest time for candlelight in this afternoon is at 5.58, two minutes before 6 o'clock, and Shabbos Kedish ends tomorrow night at 6.47, 13 minutes before 7, 7 o'clock. Of course, Shabbos Chalmoyed is unique and special. We still say Hallel. And of course, although we don't take the Arbamina, we don't take the four species, we do sit in the, in the sukkah and we say Hallel. And there's a special laning and of course a very, very significant <coughs> Haftarah, the Haftarah that describes the final war that will take place, the war of Goygomoga that will usher in the era of the, uh, of the Mashiach, very, very fascinating, very futuristic kind of, uh, kind of stuff that, uh, is, is, uh, something that, uh, we all should take, take, uh, advantage of. We are learning a bit of the laws of, of Yom Tov. We're in the Yom Tov season. Uh, we're making some progress. We have to decide whether we're going to carry on and, and finish even after the Yom Tov season is over. So we're up to actually the Malacha of Boyer, the Malacha of separating and, and selecting, which we Obviously discussed in great detail when we learnt the the halachas of uh, of of Shabbos. So we know there are two different sort of categories of 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 boyre. One is the kind of the major type of separation that's done out in the field or perhaps in a in a in a factory, and that is a certain stage in the preparation. Of let's say uh, 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 grain when 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 you want to uh, grind your flowers, you have to separate <coughs> the quality stuff from the low 
quality stuff that's sometimes in the in the huge pile of uh, of whole wheat. So there might be some stones in there. There might be some little clumps of uh, of earth, and you need to remove them before you put them into the into the mill. You don't want to grind up little stones and things into your into your flour. That is the malacha of boyer, which is forbidden on on yontif, because that's done. That's the major type of boyer, preparing something for for grinding. However, the the second category of of boyer, that's the kind of uh, stuff that's done in in the kitchen, in preparing a meal. And since it's something that you would do for the preparation, and it's necessary for the food you want to consume on that day. So therefore, it's not called a melecha savoida, and one's allowed to do it on on Yom Tov, but not on uh, on uh, on Shabbos. In fact, the the if we had to sort of distill it down to a basic principle, on Shabbos, any type of melacha that involves separating something I want from something that I don't want is forbidden to do on Shabbos. And only as I'm eating, we said, there you're allowed to, to separate. And we said there were three different uh, uh, conditions necessary in order to even allow the separation of foods in, uh, even at the time of eating, and that's, of course, that I separate and take out what I want, leaving behind what I don't want. Number two, that I have to do it for immediate consumption. And number three, it has to be done either by hand or with a fork, not with a any uh, designated instrument that is set aside specially for doing separation, as we explained when we were doing Hilchas Shabbos. On, on Yom Tiv, we know that only what's called Melecha Savoida is forbidden. The, the, the kind of boil we described at the beginning. What's done in the, in the field or, or in a factory, that type of boil is forbidden. But the, the type of boil that one needs for, for to prepare food for your daily meals, that is, that is permitted. Right? For example, we'll give a few Examples where you're allowed to do separation on Yom Tiv, but maybe forbidden on, on Shabbos. Let's say you have in front of you a, a salad. And in the salad are some pieces of, of onion and he doesn't like, he doesn't like onion in, in a salad at all. So you're allowed on Yom Tiv to remove the pieces of onion and eat the rest of the, of the salad. While on Shabbos, that will be forbidden because you're not allowed to take out the the forbidden thing from the thing, or not forbidden from the the non-desired item from the desired item. On Yontif, you're allowed to. Similarly, let's say you have uh, you're making salad again, and 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 some pips, lemon pips or something, fall into the salad, or or there's a fly that's in your in your cup of tea. So, or, or, uh, you can, you, you want to select, uh, uh, your rice on, uh, on, on, on Yom Tiv. So, or if someone, let's say, uh, you have a whole, a whole, uh, a, a bunch of different, uh, uh, nuts in front of you and some almonds and things. So again, 
you're allowed to remove whatever you want for the suda, even if that meal is going to take place only in a few in a few hours. It's not like Shabbos where you have to do it for for immediate. And similarly, I can even I can even uh, 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 shell the nuts from their from their shells for a meal that's going to take place in in a few hours. But on Shabbos, we know that's also because it's only you're only allowed to separate for something that you need you like uh, 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 for immediate immediate c- consumption. We'll come back in a minute with a closing segment. This is one one point nine high FM soul to soul. Don't leave us yet, please. <laughs> There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, we're back on the radio here in Johannesburg. We're talking about the type of boira, type of separation and selection that is permitted on, on Yom Tov. So let's say you have a bottle of wine and there's some sediment mixed in together with the wine so on Yom Tov I'd be allowed to pour that into a kind of a, a uh, domestic type of a strainer in order to separate the wine from the uh, from the from the dregs. However Shabbos obviously that would be forbidden because that is considered a kliyam yuchad a, a something that's set aside specifically for for sifting for uh, for sifting or straining or straining uh, a wine a wine and that it would be forbidden on a uh, on a uh, on on in a shabbos so therefore let's say on yontav i have a mixture of things that i want and things that i don't want so on yontav the halacha says i can separate them in whatever way is the most convenient for me in order to minimize the amount of work, the amount of effort it's going to take on Yontif to do it. So in other words, let's say most of the mixture is the stuff that I want and there's very little uh, rubbish inside it. So then I'm allowed to take out the undesired because that's the easier way to go. And if most of it is is what I don't want, and there's only a little bit of desired food. So then I should take out what I do, what I do, uh, what I do want. Now on Shabbos, we say there's certainly some that hold that I can't use a peeler to peel fruits and uh, and vegetables because you could eat the the peel as it is. On Yontav, there's no question you're allowed to use a a peeler to peel fruits and and vegetables, even those fruits that the fruit is the the, the peel is not edible. I'm allowed to I'm allowed to peel them on uh, on uh, on Yontif. Uh On Shabbos, I wouldn't be allowed to take out the pips from uh, olives using a a special tool that is especially made for removing. Pips from olives, that's considered definitely boira on Yontif, that would be allowed. Another example on Shabbos, many people are machmir, machmir, not to remove bones from, uh, from fish and from, uh, and from meat because 
when when you do that, uh, or, or, or un- until you begin to eat them, only during your time of eating should you separate out <clears throat> the bones. But on Yom Tov, so everyone agrees, you're allowed to separate out the bones even before, even before the the meal. Another example, let's say on Shabbos, you wouldn't, uh, let's say you have a, a, a tinned, tinned fruit or tinned vegetable. So on Shabbos, you're not allowed to pour out the, the, the liquid that's, uh, that's in that, in that tin, nor can I pour out, let's say, the oil, uh, that's in a tin of, of, uh, of tuna or, or something like that. On Yontif, you're allowed to do it. On Shabbos, you cannot, uh, 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 you cannot use a, uh, a, a, any kind of, you know, uh, uh, let's say a, a spoon with a, with the holes in it, with so a perforated spoon to separate the solid from the, from the liquids. On Yontif, one can. On Shabbos, it's also to, let's say, uh, let's say you have, uh, uh, uh some pasta and you want to strain it from its liquids. You can't do that. You can't separate the liquid from the, uh, from in a soup, from the solids, from, from, from the liquids. And certainly you can't use that, uh, do it using a, a, uh, strainer. But on Yontif, that is completely, that is completely, uh, uh, um, and in fact, in the same way that you're allowed to separate foods for Yontif, so therefore you're allowed to separate your Clothing and your dishes and your games for Yomtev, your Yomtev also. We're going to have to stop now. It's time to, for all of us to go and finish our Shabbos and Yomtev preparations. Just time to wish you a beautiful Shabbos, to wish you afterwards. We know that right after Shabbos, we go right into Hashan Rabbah, which is a momentously important and significant day in the, in both the Chag of Sukkot and in the, uh, uh, the, uh, the network of the of the of the Yom and the Roim of the days, and then of course we come to Shmini Atzeret and Simchatara, the great highlight, the great uh, outpouring of great joy and closeness. Hakadosh Baruch Hu. enjoy it, get into it, make it count, make it something that really kind of galvanizes your soul. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening to our radio station, and just to wish each and every one of you a good Shabbos and a good Yom Tov.